as you can see this morning we'll be talking about the topic of what unifies us and just got to noticing in Mr. Gary's class on Philippians this idea of the same mind came comes up several times I think it comes up three times in the book if I'm calculating that correctly and then in Ephesians um, you know Matt taught Ephesians not long ago uh, and it came up uh, in that uh, book as well so something that I guess kind of been on my mind and, and thinking through um, <clears throat> you know what does it mean to be of the same mind and so if you would turn to Romans 12 we'll start there in a minute but you know when I think about uh, this topic Trying to get this stuff situated so I can have my Bible where I can read it. But um, you know, this is something. This topic of what unifies us, what brings us together. Why, why do we come here instead of coming anywhere, going anywhere else on Sunday morning and Wednesday evenings? Uh, you know, what is it that keeps us together? You know, long term, because. Uh, the reality is, is we all come from different backgrounds. We're of different ages. Uh, you know, there's different race. There's different gender. There's different economic status. Uh, there's different opinions. There's different likes. There's different dislikes. Uh, we have different interests. Uh, but ultimately, what uh, holds a group of God's people together, uh, you know, for any period of time? Um, is it simply is the church supposed to be simply a, a social club of some sort that you know makes us uh, feel good about ourselves and you know we come together and we eat and you know talk uh, talk and share experiences is that what is that what it is is that what it's about now, Kenzie and I were riding by of course, y'all know on our way home, we passed the East End Baptist Church, and they're out there cooking a fair amount. And, you know, I just told her, I said, you know, in all reality, uh, the that that design is a money-making design. You know, you get everybody together, you make everybody feel good, you're going to do these, these different little things together. Uh, we talk about Jesus a little bit. Uh, you know, we eat and we drink, and we just have a good old time. We have all these activities for the kids. We play basketball. Uh, we, you know, we just do all these little things. And oh, I mean, you know, so it's a that's kind of a, at least in my mind, a, a, if I look at what we do, it's kind of the exact opposite. You know, <laughs> uh, I've heard people say uh, when they come into here specifically, uh, well, y'all just doing way too much reading. That's way too much in the Bible for me. You know, there's not enough. There's not enough other stuff that we're you know you're used to seeing in the world uh, when you when you think about somebody going to church, uh, and so um, you know I think we have to ask ourselves you know what what does the Bible say that's the true unifying factor of a group of His people? So anyway, that, that's what we'll look at uh, this morning together. These passages, I would like for us to just read through them. Uh, I want you to just pay attention to uh, some of them we're going to read, you know, around 
And I think I, I, I should have all the passages in the New Testament that deal with the same mind, same judgment, uh, those kind, that kind of phrasing. Uh, but just we'll, we'll, on some of them we'll take several verses before and several verses after. But just think through as, we're, as we read these passages, uh, and then we're going to kind of categorize them, but think through what, what are the things that, that the New Testament says that ultimately binds us uh, together. We'll start in Romans 12, beginning in verse 9. Let love be without hypocrisy, abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love and honor, giving preference to one another, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing the needs of the saints, given to hospitality. Bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Romans 15, beginning in verse 5. Now may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded toward one another according to Christ Jesus, that you may with one, one mind and one mouth glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 1 and in verse 10. Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. 2 Corinthians 13. 2 Corinthians 13 and in verse 11. Finally, brethren, farewell. Become complete. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Ephesians 4. Beginning in verse 1. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Philippians 1. Verse 27, Philippians 1 and in verse 27, Only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Chapter 2, beginning in verse 1, Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, If any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. 
Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out, look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Philippians 3 and in verse 12. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of, of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upper call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. And if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. Philippians 4 and in verse 2, I implore Yodia and I implore Syntyche to be of the same mind in the Lord. And I urge you also, true companion, help these women who labored with me in the gospel with Clement also and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. Colossians 2. Beginning in verse 1. For I want you to know what a great conflict I have for you and those in Laodicea, and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, and attaining to all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hidden all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Now this I say, lest anyone should deceive you with persuasive words. For though I am absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in the Spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. For in Him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And you are complete in Him who is the head of all principality and power. James 3. James chapter 3, beginning in verse 13. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him... Show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. 1 Peter 3. 1 Peter 3 beginning in verse 8. 1 Peter 3 beginning in verse 8. Finally, all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another. Love as brothers, be tenderhearted, be courteous, not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing, knowing that you were called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. For he who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. 
I see two themes, uh, two basic things, I guess you would say. And maybe maybe you see more, and we can talk about them at eleven. Uh, but you know, maybe same mind and same judgment should be uh, the scriptures, maybe. Uh, but I think you see that phrase, same mind, same judgment, uh, come up just several times. And then you have love. Uh, and in these passages, you never have just love being the only thing that binds us together. Obviously, you know, uh, we know that it's certainly a strong piece of, of us being, being able to stay together and us being able to work together to carry out God's mission. I don't, we don't, I don't want to diminish that in any way. But you never see it, in these passages at least, completely separated. Um, there are other passages that talks about us getting along. Obviously, we're, we're focusing on the side of this phrasing of being the same mind. But you can see even in some of these verses, that phrase, same mind, same judgment, doesn't even doesn't come up. But that, that idea is there. And the, the idea of love being closely tied to it uh, is in, what is that, Five of, of the, I think there's twelve verses to, uh, that we've read this morning total, or twelve passages that we've read. Um, so, you know, I think you see some other themes uh, come up. This idea of not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling—that's going to be in First Peter and in Romans. You know, that, this idea that you know you're not uh, as brethren. You're you're not if someone does something evil to you, you know, you're not returning it. Uh, that, that's not how uh, we stay together. That's not how. Uh, we're going to be able to work together. We're going to have to uh, love in different ways than that. Now let's go back through, and, and I, I want to you know, really read through them again and just kind of discuss them as we go. Uh, I, wanted, I wanted you to, to have read all of them with me and think through some of these things, and then we're just going to go back to Romans uh, 12. And I guess focus in on the verses that will deal with our topic today. You know, verse 10, this idea of being kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love and honor, giving preference to one another. Again, this idea that uh, we're not returning evil for evil, which he talks about later on in this chapter. Uh, but if we're going to work together, if we're going to be unified, it's going to require us to give of, of our own opinions and our own wants. Uh, we're going to have to give preference to one another. Um, you have there in verse 16 be of the same mind toward one another do not set your mind on high things and, and this this idea if you pay attention to some of these, ver- these passages this idea of having the same mind uh, means something I think a little different uh, depending on the context in which it's in and we'll, we'll talk about that as we get go in these different passages but you know, here he's saying be of the same mind toward one another, period. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Let's, let's go ahead, and, and I'd, I'd like to define maybe some of these words, I guess, uh, probably should have put this before, but uh, the, I, the mind, there's two or three, uh, at, through our past, there's two or three Greek words, but I basically put all the definitions under, under one uh, slide. And these, these, are, these definitions be from Strong's. The mind comprising alike the faculties of perceiving and understanding and those of feeling, judging, determining, hence specifically. The intellective faculty, the understanding. Reason in the narrow sense is the capacity 
for spiritual truth, the higher powers of the soul, the faculty of perceiving double things, of recognizing goodness, and of hating evil, the power of considering and judging soberly, calmly, and impartially, a particular mode of thinking and judging equivalent to thoughts, feelings, purposes, equivalent to desires, the soul, the seat of feelings, desires, affections, and aversions. Judgment, again, this is also defined by Strong's, the faculty of knowing, mind or reason, view, judgment, opinion, mind concerning what ought to be done by oneself, resolve, purpose, intention, by others' judgment, uh, advice, decree, advice, judgment, mind, purpose, or will. And then you get this idea of spirit. You know, some of these passages would be, be of the same, uh, not just be of the same mind, but be of the same spirit. Uh, and in the context of, of spirit, I think it's important. Obviously, our New Testament's talk about spirit in, in several ways. Um, this specifically would be the rational spirit, the power which a human being feels, thinks, wills, decides, ra- the rational part of man, the power of perceiving and grasping divine and eternal things and upon which the Spirit of God exerts its influence. I want you to think through these definitions uh, and think through the passages that we've, that we've read already. Uh, and and uh, I guess I'm trying to think of how to say this or, or ask this to you, but um, do you think that this is going to require... Uh, us to be together in our mind on certain things other than the thou shalt nots and the thou shalts. You can just nod your head or one way or the other. I'm getting a lot of yeses. Yes. So this idea of being of the same mind. All right, so you have to ask yourself, what does that mean ultimately? All right, so we know that it's uh, we're to be of the same mind. Well, it's not on just the things that are, I don't know if clearly defined is the right word, but things that aren't 100% spelled out for us. We know that in the New Testament there's a lot of things that we are supposed to do that we're supposed to partake in that we're supposed to not partake in that are not spelled out 100% in black and white. It, it requires judgment, discernment. That's what he means here. He wants us to be of the same mind or the same judgment in all of those things. Not just the things that are clearly black and white but all the things that that require discernment and judgment. He wants us to agree on those things. We are to be of the same mind in all of those things. All right. Um, here's maybe just one example, I guess, to, to try to uh, further define maybe what that means. All right. Be holy, for I am holy. All right. Uh, does that require? some judgment of what exactly that means and how exactly to apply it. You can nod your head one way or the other if you agree or disagree. I get a lot of agreeing. Okay, yes, it requires judgment and discernment on how to apply something like that. A command like that requires judgment and discernment. Those are the kinds of things that he wants us to be of the same mind in. He wants us to agree on what that means and how to apply it. There's a lot of things in Scripture that none of us would disagree on. Just stick with where we are. Be holy. We all agree that we should be holy. Where we're going to disagree, or where there could be disagreement, is how do we apply the command to be holy. That's what he wants us to be of the same mind, the same judgment on. All of those things. And there's obviously more examples that we could pull from than that. But it's a a deeper sense 
uh, of how we how we view God, how we view His Word, how we view His authority, how uh, we view our relationship towards one another. Um, those are the things uh, that He wants us to be of the same mind on. We will not be able to be unified if we don't. You've got opinions. I've got opinions. How are we going to agree? How are we going to work together to fulfill this purpose? If, Like in this passage, uh, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love and honor, giving preference to one another. All right? That has to be practiced or there is no unification. That, it cannot happen. We will not be together uh, for any extended period of time. Romans 15 and in verse 5. Now may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded toward one another according to Christ Jesus. All right, so be like-minded to one another in what? According to Christ Jesus. That you may with one mind and one mouth glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So he wants us to glorify God being of the same mind in one mouth. That means we're saying the same things. We're thinking the same things, and then therefore we're saying the same things. All right? 1 Corinthians 1, and in verse 10. If you all recall, back to Evan's teaching of the Corinthian letters, uh, were they of the same mind? We can nod our heads again. I'm getting a lot of no's this time. <laughs> they were not. There were a lot of things going wrong here. But Paul, his desire is what? What he wants is for them to be of the same mind. Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. All right? Uh, here again, uh, you have this idea of speaking the same thing. That, you know, not only what we're thinking, uh, but what we're speaking aligns. That there is no divisions. He doesn't want there to be anything that's a, that's, that's a wedge between us. He doesn't want any of that to be there. Obviously, there is here at Corinth. He's supposed to go on and address all those things. But the goal and design for his people is not to be divided. It's not to have, um, you know, the uh, the differing opinions on on uh, things like we talked about a minute ago on holiness, for instance. There's not to be uh, differing opinions on those things. He wants us there to be no divisions. Uh, he wants us to be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Does anybody think that this was, could get difficult? I'm getting some yeses this time. I agree. Yes. All right. Uh, do y'all think that Kenzie and I have the same judgment when it comes to discipline our kids all the time? It's pretty close. Most of the time, we're pretty pretty close to agreeing. But no. <laughs> From time to time, there's a... Well, I don't think you ought to have done that, or I think you should have done that. God would have for us to agree all the time. All right? It's no different than here. And guess what? Uh, it, it's, it's, it's on Kenzie and I 
to get of the same mind and the same judgment, to strive our best uh, in a loving way to be, to, be, to be of the same mind and the same judgment, just as he would have for us to be here. All right? um, it's in those more difficult applications that we are, as a group of God's people, trying to fulfill his purposes, uh, that we are going to you know, have some, I, don't know, I guess division may be the right word, some division in our judgment, some uh, division in our thinking. But that's not his design. His design is for us to be of the same mind and in the same judgment. 2 Corinthians 13. Finally, brethren, farewell. Be complete. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Living in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. You think the God of love and peace is going to be with with us if we're not of one mind? Is there going to be peace? No, there's not going to be peace. So the God of love and peace is not going to be with us if we're not of the same mind. Um, it's just it's not gonna it's not gonna happen. There's not going to be peace. Ephesians four. This passage doesn't specifically say same mind, same judgment, uh, but you certainly have this idea of unification, of being unified. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. All right, so you see there in verse two, it pretty much begins with telling us, "Look, this should be your attitude, with all lowliness and gentleness." With long suffering, bear with one another uh, in love. All right, and then he goes on uh, to get down to the nitty gritty. You may say, verse three, endeavoring. I, I, I view that word as there's uh, difficulty involved. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. All right, so uh, Paul's is recognizing that it can be done, and you have to endeavor to do it. You have there's going to be um, there's going to be effort involved if this is going to take place, if we're going to keep the unity of the Spirit. And then how are we supposed to do this? In the bond of peace. So there's our attitude coming back into play. There's one body, one Spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. If you go back to 1 Corinthians 1, uh well, you know, right, right there in verse 10, you'd be of the same mind, same judgment. But immediately, what does he follow that up with? Some are of Apollos, some are of Paul. You know, uh, you know th- there's these divisions among you. And he, here he's laying out very clearly. There's, there's one body, one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. All right? There's only one of those things. And you need to be unified in that. Uh, you need to be unified in the spirit in that. All right? Let's go to Philippians. Philippians 1 and in verse 27. Only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the hope of, for the faith of the gospel. All right, again, you have this idea 
standing fast uh, in one spirit and with one mind striving. Again, this idea of their effort. There's going to be effort in order for this to take place. Striving together for the faith of the gospel. Uh, Philippians 2 and in verse 1. Therefore, if there's any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. All right. So Paul's saying, uh, he, he's asking them to, to do this to fulfill his joy. This is what he, I get the impression here that, that he uh, anxiously wants for them. He joyously wants for them. Fulfill his joy. Fulfill my joy. How? He wants them to be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Again, here again, you have this idea of the mind, the one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in loveliness of mind. Let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. Let this mind, so the mind that he speaks about in verse 3 and 4, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, this idea of looking out for someone else's interest. Uh, so again, you, 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 you see uh, Paul uh, emphasize the, the same mind, different uh, depending on exactly the context of the passage. But uh, he wants them to be of one accord, of one mind in verse 2, be like-minded. And then verse 5, he's saying, let this mind, which is referring back to the loving mind that he, that he talks about in verse 3 and 4. Go to Philippians, uh, make sure, yeah, 3, verse 12. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upper call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. And if anything you think otherwise, God reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have ar- that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. All right. Verse fifteen. What do you think the mind is that he's that he's uh, telling them that? Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. What mind? I believe he's referencing back to verse twelve through fourteen. This idea of a heavenly mind. Uh, you know, he's saying that he's forgot those things in verse 13, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forward to those things that are ahead. That's a mindset. That That is a mindset that we, we either have or we don't have. So the mind that he is saying there in verse 15, have this mind, I believe he's talking about the mind of a, of an, of a heavenly mind. I, I've got my goal set on heaven. I'm not, I'm not living... Uh, well, physically we're living in this world, but mentally I'm living for heaven. I've got the mind that I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm looking past this life. I'm looking towards the next, all right? Uh, and if anything you think otherwise, God will believe in this to you. Verse 16, nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule, all right? Let us be of the same mind. I think he's switching gears on exactly what he's talking about there. Uh, let us... Uh, walk by the same rule, let us be of the same mind, I think is what we've mostly been talking about this morning, uh, about us being unified uh, in in truth. Philippians 4 and in verse 2, I implore Yodi and I implore Syntyche 
to be of the same mind in the Lord. Again, I think back to uh, what he's talking about there in verse 16. Colossians 1. Excuse me, Colossians 2. I've got it wrong there. Colossians 2 and verse 1. For I want you to know what a great conflict I have for you and those in Laodicea, and for many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, attaining to all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ. Um, what is he saying uh, that he wants for them? He wants their hearts, uh, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love. So that's the, you know, how they're going to treat one another. And attaining to all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ. And so then you have this idea of the love and then this idea of understanding and knowledge. He's wanting them uh, to have this understanding and knowledge. Uh, let's go to verse 5. For, for though I am absent in the, in the flesh, yet I am with you in the Spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. All right, and if you, you know, we've already read through this passage once, but you know, you you look at what he's talking about here. He's wanting them to be knit together in love. He's wanting them to have the understanding and knowledge. He's wanting them to be together on those things, the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. Verse five. But why? Why is he appealing to this? The, he's a, he's wanting them to have this so that no one cheats you. Verse eight through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men, so that you're not carried away, so that uh, the folks that he's writing to here are not carried away into something else. So he's wanting them to be together in these things so that they're not carried away in false teaching and false doctrine. Go to James. James 3. James 3 and in verse 13, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your heart, do not lie, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. So confusion exists when you have envy and self-seeking. Right? So when you have the opposite of love in a group of people, you're going to have confusion in every evil thing. All right? So it's the exact opposite of being of the same mind. Uh, so again, you, that's why I kind of have it in my mind broken up into these two, in these two sections of love and same mind and same judgment. Because if you have, uh, if, if you're, if the love end of it is off, well then he's telling us, James is telling us here that confusion is going to exist. Because you're going to have people that are self-seeking. They're, they're going to be uh, wanting to do their own thing. They're not going to be willing to yield to others. Verse 17, But the wisdom that is from above is first pure. Alright? So the wisdom from above is first pure. Then what takes place? Then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Let's go back. We're running out of time. Back to First Peter. We'll wrap up our thoughts together. First Peter 3 and in verse 8. Finally, 
All of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another. Love as brothers, be tenderhearted, be courteous, not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing, knowing that you were called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. For he who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. He begins being of the same mind. And then pretty much the rest of this this passage, he talks about uh, be compassionate, love one another, uh, be tenderhearted, be courteous. Don't be returning evil for evil, reviling for reviling, uh, but on the contrary, blessing. And then you have this idea of seeking peace uh, as being a crucial part of us being able to work together, of us being able to be unified, uh, is this idea of being uh, someone that pursues peace. Verse 11, let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. All right. Well, that completes uh, my thoughts this morning and what I wanted us to uh, study together. I hope that it's been beneficial for you to uh, think through some of these things. And uh, I think it's important as we uh, do strive to carry out God's work here that we uh, be mindful of what what, uh, we're truly here for. Uh, What's our goals? What's our purpose? And how should we act towards one another? Uh, How should we uh, carry out His mission? And I, I do believe that it is by being of the same mind and same judgment and in that uh, loving one another as we should. Uh, of course, there's other passages obviously we didn't get to today. I even had some more slides. We're just going to hopefully uh, we'll talk about those later. But, you know, there's uh, this idea of us uh, being unified in those things is very important. But anyway, if there's anything that uh, we can pray with you about, uh, we'd ask you to come forward while Evan leads us an invitation song.